they're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report, with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Steve ass. Wake up! Wake up, up America! What is up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Chris. I got my man right next to me, Sebastian Farr, a.k.a. Seabass. What's good with you, Seabass? Just another happy Sunday, man. Uh, Enjoying a little bit of rainy weather over here on the West Coast. We desperately need need it, so grateful for that. Man, rain, man. I'm dealing with snow, man. (laughs) I heard there's a big storm across the country this, this week and this weekend. Yeah. I mean, it, we didn't get hit too bad, so I can't complain too much. You know what I mean? It was uh, a little bit, but nothing we can't deal with out here. We're kind of used to it. Um, It wasn't uh, too crazy of a week as it's been. Like, you know, it was a little bit. I mean, there was stuff that went down, but it was a little bit more calm. A lot of it was more bickering. You saw a lot of the politics, you know, a lot of politicians bickering. I saw the first, uh, uh, they said that uh, the global public debt has risen to 98% of economic output a level that has not been seen since world war ii and i thought that was interesting because of all the uprising in other countries in our country um you know you got what's going on in the netherlands about the lockdowns you got what's going on over here with the lockdowns brazil france um you know you got the russia protest over um the opposition party that uh they're uh arrested so You can see that there's a lot of people that are ready to uprise, and I think it has to do with this debt. I mean, look at the debt, and there's a lot of people that are hurting, so obviously uh, the poor is going to finally... They've been affected, but now it's like that snapping, you know, that's that uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) Yeah, and I think with COVID, people are paying a lot more attention to, like, politics now that they have more free time. You kind of saw that across the last 2020, and they've definitely been paying attention to economics uh, so far in 2021. Um, looking at like everything that happened with Game GameStop and yeah. uh, squeezing all the shorts and stuff this week, people are kind of uh, finding ways to fight back against the system, which is uh, kind of a cool thing to see. Yeah, that's been awesome, man. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like I've been liking that the whole time, man. <laughs> I know what. Yeah, I understand yeah. some of the fears. Like, there is a lot of fears with people because a lot of pensions are wrapped up in the stock market, so that does get a lot of people like a little frantic. Uh, especially if you're, you know, government worker or like school district, such and such. But it is nice to see the little guy actually be able to stand up and uh, swing for the fences and get, you know, get one right on the chin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it could, if they, if this goes on for a long period of time, I mean, a lot of money is going to be tied up in the, those shorts if they don't cash them out. And there's interest on top of that. They're talking about a uh, kind of a lockdown of the whole stock market if uh, worst case scenario. Yeah, that's what I heard. But I did see Robinhood had one funny thing. They had a, a a good funny one where it was like, yeah, people are demanding that we share stocks. And we're like, uh, it's Saturday. Because <laughs> like, there is a bunch of new people that are now like, you know, want to jump into this because now it's trendy now. But like, they don't really understand some of the like, yeah, first it was financial. They were just shorting just like the, the hedge funds were doing. And when they noticed kind of what they were doing, they kind of just had a little like, you know what? We're going to have a little fun with you guys. And then it turned into more and now they took it personal. And that's why I also added about that France protest. I don't I haven't heard too much about that where they're condemning Amazon 
they're, uh, they're, so a lot of people are going up against not just the elites and the government, but, um, you know, big tech. Big tech is being shown across the world right now to be a threat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's kind of a good thing to see, like, across multiple countries, people are kind of on the same wavelength. Uh, going after the mega corporations and big tech is um, kind of a sign of how transparent the tyranny has been and like the censorship is kind of getting to everyone and everyone's aware of it now and a lot of government we haven't spoke too much about this but um a lot of government officials like uh i think the italian prime minister stepped down um i think in the netherlands right their whole government like their whole like government stepped down and a couple other countries governments have stepped down i think that it's been too much that this psyop has gone on so long that they know the repercussions going to be bad yeah, I mean, you're seeing it uh, with uh, they're kind of le- trying to legislate all the anti-domestic terrorism stuff. It looks like they're kind of uh, predicting some hard times to come, I think. Yeah, they're trying to project. I think they're trying to project yeah. and get get things to go their way. Um, but there is good, like, you know, some sprinkle of good news and good hope, like uh, that article that you introduced that Swiss, uh, Switzerland to hold. Uh, to try to strip their government of the power to impose lockdowns? Yeah. Um, taking advantage of a unique provision in their constitution, campaigners in Switzerland have garnered sufficient signatures to force a national referendum aimed at stripping the government of its powers to impose pandemic-related lockdown measures. A group of friends of the constitution uh, solicited 86,000 signatures requiring a nationwide vote on whether to repeal the government's 2020 COVID-19 Act, which was passed in September. Uh, this kind of is on the heels of them just going into another further lockdown, and people are really waking up to it. It's like the lockdowns are only effective at destroying small businesses and the economy as a whole and the job market. Um, it doesn't really stop the spread of anything. Yeah. Um, it doesn't stop anything, not just that, but it also just, um, it, it brings a lot of bells for people because like in the Netherlands, when they had their curfew, it just brings yeah. back to that Nazism of someone's trying yes. to take over. And I think that's just the instinct of human beings of like, whoa, whoa, you're going to do what? And I think it's just a yeah. natural instinct to push back. Absolutely. And we got more than good news, you know, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, man, they got like, I think it's probably like 1.5 now million signatures uh, to recall Newsom. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, I think they only need 150,000 more. Yeah, they're close. A month and a half to do it. So it's pretty achievable. If you haven't done it yet and you are a citizen and live in California, I'd highly advise you to go do it. Be part of it um, because that will send a clear message, um, you know, that these pandemics are or these pandemic lockdowns are highly politicized and the people on the left and the right are sick of it. Yeah, and, and, and to show them that you did not do your job, so you do not keep your job. Like, that's just how it goes. This is a very cutthroat. This is more cutthroat than sports, any other thing. This is affecting people's lives. So we need to, yeah. you need to cut people that are no good. And there's a lot of people no good that we just keep. Like, Pelosi has like a 13% approval rating. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does she get reelected? I just don't understand. Especially when you, if you like, I mean, I've been in her district and I've seen like the amount of homelessness that she has right on the streets of her own district. It's, it's wild. Yeah. And she doesn't even know how to take care of her own constituents. And then she has the nerve to, uh, but they vote for, they vote her in. I don't know how she keeps it locked down. I mean, a lot of speculation obviously in that, but it's very, 
um, odd that the most one of the most disliked people in the United States of America is the head of uh, of the House. And, and third th- in line. Yeah, third. Yeah. yeah. That's why I thought. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people don't like Tulsi. Tulsi gets a bad rap on, for some people. Like some of the conservatives are a little bit not sold on her, and then a lot of the liberals. She's not liberal enough. You know, she's kind of like one of those odd people i've always thought she should just run third party because she's that odd duck out because she kind of thinks a little bit conservative but also has a little bit you know li- uh sprinkled with liberty uh being a liberal a liberal a little bit and i thought it was interesting what she had to say about pelosi this is a little bit what she was on um talking about pelosi because that's when she said the enemy within the house claims uh uh is like a match into a tinderbox and, and i didn't put that part because i thought that already went out but i thought this was interesting what she has to say right here if if this is a criminal threat let law enforcement deal with it if there is no evidence of what she is talking about and if it's not true then it is exactly that it is inciting <laughs> further division uh, further uh, harm potentially and further destroying the possibility of, of our country coming together. And this is why it's so important for Nancy Pelosi. Again, if, if these, these accusations are baseless, she needs to apologize not really so much to, to her colleagues, but really to the American people who right now more than ever need leadership coming from the Speaker of the House, who represents all members of Congress and the American people to bring us together for her. So like in, in the, the whole interview, it's pretty long. It's about five minutes. She also talks about how she had an incident where someone had a threat on her life. And she said, then I contacted the, uh, you know, proper authorities. They investigated it. They found it was a, a the threat was real. They figured it out. The, the guy was arrested. And she's saying, if you're going to make these accusations, how, why are you not going through the proper channels? Like, you're in government. Why was the first thing that you did not... The first thing you should have did was contact the authorities. And if you didn't do that, why didn't you do that? So she's just kind of dancing around, basically, what we all know already, that Nancy Pelosi is a pot stirrer. She just is there to stir the pot. Oh, yeah. I mean, going across the whole of 2020, everything she did was to pretty much rile up, rile up her base to kind of, you know, uh, hyperinflate uh, the partisanship of both sides and kind of, you know, take shots at every po- opportunity she could at Trump, for instance, um, even when it was over simple things like the stimulus. You know, they're just playing brinksmanship, trying to make sure their political opponents don't come up with a win no matter what. But the rhetoric and stuff in terms of, like, uh, kind of militarizing it, the way they have is unacceptable in my opinion. And it, I agree with what Tulsi was saying there, you know, it's, we have to start deescalating this, but it starts with the left because they are the ones keeping their foot on the gas. Yeah. And, and I think that people should start looking into like, um, starting like some kind of like coalitions within the house of trying to get Pelosi removed. And same thing with the Senate, Chuck Schumer and, and, and Mitch McConnell, those people need to be removed. Like, they're too aged. They're out of touch. They need to be. They need to retire, and they need to find out yeah. ways that they can get some legal ways to push them out. You know what I mean? There has to be some kind of uh, a democratic way or some kind of bill or amendment, something that we could do to get them out of there because they are the main causes of the problem. Yeah, I've said it before on here. It's like I think term limits would be a good solution. Um, it might affect you know some good politicians that we have. Um, there's not that many. It's a lot more bad ones than good. 
on both sides. So yeah, term limits I think would be one solution, but you know, I think you brought it up. Uh, I think you brought it up a couple of weeks ago about Ted Cruz. Um, I think he it, it was, and you were saying that he is introducing a bill, I believe, to bring term limits. Yeah, or maybe you weren't. Oh, I don't know. Or maybe I was talking oh, to somebody. <laughs> it might have been somebody else. Um, I don't recall, but that's good news if that's the case. Um, yeah, I support I heard that about 100%. That. Uh, did you find it interesting, though, um, kind of moving off the topic, how AOC yeah. reacted to Ted Cruz agreeing with her on the, the GameStop stuff? I thought that was pretty hilarious. I, especially at a moment when you can actually unite the country. Like, that's your job. Yes. Like, you should, you should put your ego aside at that moment. And just so, uh, yeah, you're right. This is wrong, and that's it. And then maybe we could move forward from this. And then you can show the other, you know, us American people, like, oh, okay, well, they can get along. We can get along. But nope. Yeah. She had to keep it going. And hey, but, but uh, uh, Babylon B was uh, killer, man. They were, they've been making me laugh. And they did the, like, uh, <laughs> the Ted Cruz does the double guns, and then, and oh, they yeah. had AOC, like, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just the, they want us to be at each other's throats. That's why they're at each other's throats. Because people are, you know, they, uh, all this stuff is contagious. Like, attitudes are contagious. And we see our politicians yeah. arguing with each other, fighting with each other, threatening each other. There's this whole thing with Cory Bush and that um, uh, represent, uh, Representative Green. Um, and, you know, they're calling her a QAnon person. They're also saying that um, there was an incident, but I guess... She had the incident recorded, and it's not accurate as they're saying. So it's just, it seems like high school, man. Oh, That's yeah. what it really high much seems drama like. drama for adults, basically. And it's like, meanwhile, people are really struggling um, on Main Street, you know? The working class are not, you know, they haven't been able to work a lot of people. Uh, small businesses have been crushed um, on the brink of collapse to some points. And they've been collecting a check this whole time. Yep, and they're still doing nothing to help. Like you said, all of all the people struggling and they're just yeah. making it more and more. And it's not just here. Like, you know, they're pushing it more with this, this uh, Orwellian, like uh, I've seen someone put 1984. It, it's really true. And and I got a little clip from what you sent about uh, in UK is passing a bill that is allowing ch uh, children to spy on their parents. And it's That's just straight out of 1984. The yeah, book. it's super disturbing because like. They want them to – it's going to be for push further agendas for not just COVID, not just for – like right now they're saying it's for terrorism and drugs. And, but it's for this climate change. It's like this new age yeah, uh, and, uh, uh, hate speech they're saying too. Yes, hate speech too. There was a, 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 a law passed in Ireland that um, – saying hate speech in your home. And so, like, obviously, that's uh, promoting kids to listen to what their parents are saying. Well, here's a little bit of it. I didn't get too much of the clip. I just this is just a news reporter, like, kind of breaking it down. Anyway, according to the UK Telegraph newspaper, Boris Johnson faces a major Tory revolt this week over plans to allow children to be used as spies by state agencies against their parents. Ian Duncan Smith, the former Tory leader, and David Davis, the former Brexit secretary, are among the Tory MPs backing rebel proposals to restrict the use of children as spies when the covert 
Human Intelligence Source Bill returns to the Commons. My God. Mr Davis told The Telegraph the government faces a major backlash if it pushes ahead with this plan. Everyone I've spoken to has been horrified by it when it has been explained to them, Davis said. It will allow 16 and 17-year-olds to spy on their parents. It also authorises them to commit crimes as well. So it needs to be extremely tightly controlled and those controls need to be greater than what the government is proposing. Joining me now is Brendan. It's going to be like that, like uh, here too. Like what you see, like it's all been precursors. Like we saw in um, Victoria, you know what I mean? What we saw in Italy, like obviously it won't be the same because it's different for different um cultures and different like in america we have a different you know we're a different breed i think and but how do you get rid of this when you because what they're doing is they're you manipulate the children that's what they did with uh the red guard and that's what they're doing with the climate change and that's what they're doing with covid they're they're molding kids to be afraid and to uh fear anything that's not uh authoritarian that is not uh, a government uh issued that they want them that this is the narrative this is what you follow this is how you talk this is how this is how you work this is where you know what i mean it's just control 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 and yeah and i think that uh not to cut you off but i think that uh so much of like us is to pay attention to our kids like that's the most important like aspect is to like what are they teaching you in school what are they talking about and it's not just about like because of course you want people to treat each other well but things like this and the climate like you have to break it down to the truth to them like not just like oh it's fake you got to tell me i guess the climate's bad but this is what they're trying to do is not trying to help us no they want to break up the cohesion of the family unit and make the state um big brother government the you know the ultimate authority in the you know their family rather than their actual genetic parents which is disturbing as i mean i get chills down my spine just thinking about this but I mean, we've seen this before in history. They've done this in the Soviet Union. They do it in China, too. And it's because they have these kids in school and they're indoctrinating them there. And they're saying, you know, it's it's your duty uh, as a young uh, citizen of this nation to report any uh, thought crime or whatever like that. Not indirectly in those terms, but basically that's what it is. Um, and they offer rewards. They say, like, you'll get, uh, you know good consideration and party favor and then it just naturally happens like that and it can just be a little grudges within the family but kids don't have the emotional maturity to understand when they're being manipulated oh for sure so this is just really worrying and to happen in the uk too which is you know a democracy or at least the where our you know our inheriting sort of system of government and common law uh it could easily happen here too yeah, and could because they have a very similar system. It's not the exact same, obviously, but it's very similar. And when it's tested everywhere else, they will try to bring it here. And you yeah. gotta like, like you, like I'm saying is, I think there is a lot of kids that are kind of like in tuned with what's going on, but because a lot of the millennials are starting to wake up, I think. But again, they're still uh, being able to lean more towards this uh, authoritarianism, where they think that we need to stay inside because of climate or of a virus or whatever that may be but that can't be what we do we have to live we have to uh, experience life and and that's the problem is that a lot of these kids have not truly experienced life they've only yeah. 
been told what life is. They haven't been to these areas. You know what I mean? They've only seen videos. They've only seen pictures. So they only believe, like you said, what they're told. So their their experiences are very very uh, brief, to say the least. And that and I think that affects it a lot. And and unfortunately, a lot of our universities have been just huge indoctrination um, centers, and that's really hold a lot of uh, a lot of that shit back too. They got uh, Alex Jones in the news. Uh, I picked this I one. On that. <laughs> I picked a little clip of this one because, oh, my God, what is up with, like, the boring news, uh, like, where people just, like, uh, they're either super boring, like, this new, like, where people talk, like, hey, uh, or, like, or they're, like, hey, guys, like, you know, all this, like, this one is just this super monotone. I just thought it was kind of funny, but, yeah, they're saying that he is the main cause of uh, January 6th. And they're saying that they have receipts. Uh, this was in the, this is from the Hill, but it was uh, reported in the Wall Street Journal. All right, radio show host Alex Jones and a prominent GOP donor reportedly played a larger role than previously known in the pro-Trump rally held near the White House before the Capitol riot. Jones was involved in pledging money and getting others to donate money for the January 6th event. The Wall Street Journal reported Saturday. The InfoWars founder originally planned to give $50,000 in seed money to secure a, quote, top speaking slot of his choice, <coughs> according to a funding document reported by the newspaper. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's so monotone and boring. Like, And you know what's oh, funny yeah. is you could even hear that it's edited still. And I'm like, man, you, and you didn't even talk all the way through on that. But yeah, they're they're kind of bra uh, putting Jones in the... But there's a plenty of video where you could see Jones telling people to fall back. And I mean, I don't really see this sticking. I think it's just uh, another trying to push... Right now, the narrative is conspiracy theorists. Like, and, and a conspiracy theorist is anybody that doesn't believe the agenda. It's not just believing in aliens. It's not just believing in Bigfoot. You know what I mean? It's not these uh, things that uh, may be far out conspiracies that some people may think they're far out. But it's basic. Anything that, oh, you don't agree with uh, uh, our foreign policy? You're a conspiracy theorist. You don't believe in our economic plan? You're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, the Bill Hicks. Yeah, Alex Jones. Yeah. That could be the... Uh, it's it's wild, man. They're just gonna go after anyone who's outside of that that Main Street narrative uh, thought bubble, um, mainstream media narrative. Yeah, and then so like to like uh, go more into this conspiracy thing. Uh, <laughs> Anderson Cooper had a pretty good piece uh, with a Q and an alleged QAnon supporter, and you could totally tell. Watch, listen to the clip. Let me see if you could tell. Like just how he's talking, you can tell. Obviously, he's not a truther whatsoever, but. Um, He's apologizing to Anderson Cooper for uh, saying that he eats babies. Did you at the time believe that Democrat, high level Democrats and celebrities were worshiping Satan, drinking the blood of children? Anderson, I thought you did that. And I would like to apologize for that right now. So I apologize for thinking that you ate babies. Um, but yeah. Hundred percent. You actually, but you, but, but you actually, you actually believe that I was drinking the blood of children. Yes, I did. Was it something about me that made you think that? It's because Q specifically mentioned you, and he mentioned you very early on. Um, he mentioned you by name, and from there, if he also talked about, like, for example, like your family. But yeah, and I, I've, I'm gonna be honest, like people still talk about that to this day. 
I, I, there's, there, there were posts about that just four days ago. So some people thought you were a robot. You really believed this? I didn't just believe that. I, at one stage, believed that uh, Q Anon was part of military intelligence, which is what he says. But on top of that, that the, the people behind them were actually a group of fifth dimensional, intradimensional, extraterrestrial, bipedal bird aliens called blue avians. I was so far down in this conspiracy black hole. Black that hole? Who says that? I was that? essentially picking and choosing whatever narrative that I wanted to believe in. Who says conspiracy black hole? Like, if you would have said, like, rabbit rabbit hole, that, that would have gave, like... And uh, I liked how they said, you know, I believe that Q was high uh, military intelligence. And then I also believed in this other crazy thing. You know what I mean? Like, so I think, again, they're just constantly shoving it down. These are the people that were at the Capitol. These are the crazy conspiracy. These are the people that are not wearing masks. These, you know what I mean? Constantly pushing it down, that narrative. And that's what you see even on Twitter. Like, so people will oppose anything um, that's not this narrative and they'll call you a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I would bet money on that guy being an actor and getting paid for that. <laughs> That, yeah. that piece. Um, it just sounded so fake. Like he was combining a whole bunch of different theories that are outside of QAnon, and like I don't even know QAnon that well, but it would just seem like he did not know what he was talking about for supposedly being a QAnon follower, you know. And most of them are pretty well researched on a fair few topics from what I've seen. So yeah, and then like what made him come forward? Like, he's like, hey, guys, I yeah, don't know. You want to go, like, admit you were wrong on CNN? Like, come on. Yeah, it just seems too staged. But, I mean, their their uh, audience will eat Could it be, up. No, nah, uh, I yeah, doubt yeah. it, though. It, it It's either somebody like an actor or someone that's just, just saying they are just so they can get a little bit out there. Some people just like any attention whatsoever. But I, I, I don't see that. <laughs> yeah. And we got some more uh, hypocrites in uh, Washington. Uh, Representative Maxine Waters to hold the GameStop hearing as first step to stop abusive practices. She says, at a first step in uh, renigning these abuses practices, Wa uh, Waters wrote in a statement released Thursday, I will convene a hearing to examine the recent activities around GameStop. Stock and over-impacted stocks with a focus on short selling, online trading platforms, gamification, and their uh, systematic impact on our capital markets and retail investors. So I feel like it's going to be uh, what we all kind of know. It's going to push on to us not being able to trade anymore. To to show us, like, just kidding, it's not a free market. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think m many people are kind of seeing, like thinking that's where it's going to go. Like, oh, the, the plebs actually managed to finally figure out how to beat us at our own game. So we can't have that. We're not going to let that happen again. So it's time to change the rules. You know, they mm -hmm. took their ball and they went home. We've seen it time and time again, especially with like third parties. It always happens with third parties. A third party is always the rules are changed. Like when um, Ross Perot got so much uh, love, they changed the rules. When Nader uh, got some love, they changed the rules again about the debates. Remember, like you used to be able to get in, I think, with like 1% or something. Now you have to have 3 or 5%. Like they just changed the rules to make it so we can't have our way. So the people can't be heard they do not want the people to be heard and that's left right center everybody they don't want you to be heard they want you to comply and do as you're told yeah 
it would be nice to see them kind of pass some legislation uh, in regards to short sales um, and bets against companies. But, you know, I, that, that would be hoping for too much at this point with the Congress we have. You know, they're making the right noises in terms of being in favor of the retail traders or like the, you know, the you and me type traders. But um, uh, that's a whole nother story when it comes to voting on legislation. Yeah, and I think right now they're just saying whatever they got to say. But uh, when behind closed doors, we know who's going to get affected. Who who do you think is – we don't have lobbyists. We don't have anybody pushing for our agenda because obviously our representatives uh, do little to nothing for anybody's uh, agenda, what they want to get done because they drop the ball constantly. Yeah. Nobody has gotten a $1,400 even or a $2,000 check. Other countries have gotten money every month. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying I agree with everybody getting money, but uh, if you're going to give money, our money, which people forget it is our money, and you're going to give our money to for foreign aid, especially for things that are not even going to be beneficial for COVID-wise, just for military, that yeah, I'm not good with that. Yeah. There was a lot of that, too. There's a lot of uh, discretionary men- military spending for foreign countries, I think. Most of the money that was going to Ukraine was for military support, you know, so that's going to be interesting if that plays out uh, going along with kind of the civil unrest they're having in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty incredible, man, because, uh, I mean, that is a true dictator. Like, you know, he has is not leaving office. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, that's when someone takes, so, you know what I mean? That's like maybe not a true dictator, but the the, the signs of a dictator, right? He's not letting his, you know, the people speak. He's that didn't happen with what we saw in America. This whole fake narrative needs to be dropped of a dictator. I wish that would be dropped too. You know, like where you're like, come on, there was no uh, threat oh, of, like of a dictator. Trump to a dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm like, saying. Since like, when has a dictator been voted out of office? <laughs> That's what I mean. Even <laughs> if it's like a, uh, even if it was kind of fraudulent in my mind. Um, Still, what dictator would accept that? <laughs> exactly, just, especially if they thought it was fraudulent. Was so hollow, it just it was so dumb. But people ate it up on the left. Yeah, they re- they truly did, and they uh, still do. Actually, they uh, are yeah. still using it. We got some uh, social justice warrior uh, news. Uh, Peta's saying that we got to change our language as well. That no longer should you say chicken. You should say coward. <laughs> Don't call people rats. Call them snitches. Don't call them snakes, call them jerks, don't call them pigs, call them repulsive, don't call them sloths, call them lazy. Because uh, words matter. And I'm like, okay, it's, like... It's like, why? Like, what's the point of... I don't know. It's someone at PETA is um, collecting a paycheck for doing very little work, I think, at this point. Um, well, they know that it's like, you know, that does get into people's brains. This is how you... Where, like, it make, you, people are like, yeah, you're right, we shouldn't... Look, I get it. Like, I think there's a whole. Um, I'm gonna have to actually do one next. I think two weeks from now uh, with this guy. He's a uh, big on veganism. I'm not against any like form of dietary. I just don't think people should be pushing anything onto anybody. Yeah, yeah especially and, language. Yeah, especially <laughs> and language. how people speak. It. Like, that should be kind of up to the user. I think. <laughs> yeah, and especially as long as your language is not uh, inciting any harm for anybody from anybody. Oh shit! Someone calling me and shit. Man, I thought I. What the fuck? All right. There we go. Man, someone's calling, but I I had the uh thought I had my uh phone set so that couldn't happen, but <laughs> but anyways uh 
Yeah, you can't change people's language. Uh, hate speech and that has been a lot too. Like you gotta let allow people to speak as long as they're not threatening, not even threatening you, as long as it doesn't cause any harm. You know what I mean? People should be able to be in their home and say whatever the fuck they want. It's just should be. Yeah, really should be. I mean, freedom of speech has uh, well and truly been put six feet under at this point. Truly. I mean, maybe more digitally than in, like, on the street, but it depends on where you're at, I guess. Yeah. And then Elon, uh, now they're saying the Justice Department is investigating Elon and SpaceX following complaints of hiring discrimination. Yeah, that's an interesting one for sure. I I think it has to do with um, Biden rescinding the the Trump's executive order on uh, the banning of critical race theory, and now they're going straight into... SpaceX, uh, interesting target for them to go after right away. Um, I think it might have something to do with Elon's political stances. That's what I think, too, because he was very vocal. But I have heard that he, um, from people that have worked at Tesla and stuff, uh, but pretty much that's just corporate America. They're not treated, like, not that they're treated horrible, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, like, excess, especially with the COVID stuff. They had to go through a lot of screening, and they're working, like, all these hours, and I'm like, but that just sounds like a typical corporate America because that's what we are. We're not a capitalist country. We're a corporatist country, you know, crony capitalism. Yeah. <clears throat> but I agree. I think the timing is funny and strange. They're, after he criticized a lot of the, uh, you know, the government's actions and and he's been critical of Biden. He's been critical of what's going on. And with this whole, even the market, he, he jumped in, per, you know, to take punches yeah, at was- people. He had enemies too in these in these places, and he saw an opportunity to hit back at these enemies. And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna take it." And I think that I'm not really sure where Elon stands on anything, like uh, like you know if he's team us or whatever. But I think he's kind of one of the new guys on the block that they don't want around. Like maybe he doesn't isn't for good, but like he's obviously ruffles their feathers. Yeah, I'm not sure whether or not he's like exactly in the club or just not in their good books, but um. If he, he could be controlled, a little bit of controlled opposition to a degree, I don't know. I feel like he's just kind of his, his own character. You know, he's got his own agenda and his own plot line kind of going for him. Yeah, and, and then he uses whatever, um, you know, whatever's beneficial for him at the time. Like, hey, if yeah. I need this uh, government-funded um, operation. Because, I mean, SpaceX is all government-funded. It's NASA now in the private sector, and that's was something they were pushing yeah. for a while. I did find it kind of funny how he said if uh, GameStop stock got up to $1,000, he put their logo on one of his rockets. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. That that still kind of cracks me up, especially because it's GameStop, because you're like, man, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, Who would have thought? Who would have thought over like a couple weeks ago this would be happening? Yeah, man, really, what a way to crack off 2021, man. It's really been going It's only on. been one month. <laughs> I know, man, it's already been, uh, and we still have troops in the cap, uh, in D.C., yeah, I've been hearing it's up to 20,000 at the moment. Yeah, and they don't say, is there a threat that we should be uh, concerned about? Is there something that we don't know about as well? Because, like, that's what I'm going to get into a little bit of this uh, 60 Minutes, kind of like, I got three uh, clips on that. And then 60 Minutes, they talk about how uh, the U.S. Uh, intelligence officials say China government, the Chinese government is collecting American DNA. So I got a few clips on that. Let me see what I got. And they kind of break down what they're trying to do. And 
it's the same as like it's more of this uh data mining and you know improving the ai to be able to make money off of our dna like where everything we do makes them money like and it's not that they're the only one trying to do it it's just a race between us and them because the u.s is trying to do the same thing early last march the state of washington was the site of the first major coronavirus outbreak in the u.s as covid rates and the need for tests were spiking bgi grew the world's largest biotech firm a global giant based in china approached the state of Washington with an enticing offer. In a strikingly personal letter to the governor, BGI proposed to build and help run state-of-the-art COVID testing labs. BGI would, quote, provide technical expertise, provide high-throughput sequencers, and even make additional donations. It seemed like an offer the state couldn't refuse, especially given the desperate need. But officials were suspicious about BGI and its connections to the Chinese government. They are the ultimate company that shows connectivity to both the communist state as well as the military apparatus. Bill Evanina recently stepped down as the top counterintelligence official in the U.S., a veteran of both the FBI and CIA. He was so concerned by BGI's COVID testing proposals and who would ultimately get the data that he authorized a rare public warning. So I found that interesting because that is the first time I've heard of that. I haven't heard anybody talk about that. I did not even know that there was a Chinese company that went right to Washington and set up shop and told them they'll help them out. That is super interesting because that is the uh, uh, hot spot. That's where it all started for us, that and the cruise ship. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. It's there's been a few different instances where the CCP and you know some of their their buddies within their country um, they've been going in and trying to take advantage of the uncertainty uh, during the pandemic and kind of you know buy up land, get corporate access to various uh, parts of our infrastructure and our economy, and it's just crazy how coordinated and systematic it's been across the world. Um, we're seeing lots of crazy stories right now coming out of China and what their, their government's been up to. Yeah, and here's a little bit more like a breakdown. Here's a, a couple more officials talking about it. We should systematically eliminate our healthcare services. Are we okay with that as a nation? If we are as a nation, then so be it. But that's what's happening. Our dependence on China during COVID for PPE, for masks, will pale in comparison to our potential healthcare dependence going forward, according to Edward Yu of the FBI. What happens if we realize that all of our future drugs, our future vaccines, future healthcare are all completely dependent upon a foreign source? If we don't wake up, we'll realize one day we've just become healthcare crack addicts and someone like China has become a pusher. Healthcare crack addicts, you say? Right. If they're in a position to be able to offer you personalized, effective, low-cost healthcare, would we be in a position to say, no, I don't think so. How close are we to that? I don't know how close we are, but I can feel it breathing down our neck. Just See, that's uh, uh, exactly what you were saying. And it's true because we have a huge debate about healthcare in our country right now. So if there was a super cheaper alternative, you, you know everybody's going to take it. If you, and especially yeah. if you're forced to. Yeah, absolutely. And we were seeing at the very beginning of la the pandemic last year, um, Chinese nationals in various countries were buying up PPE off the shelf and sending it back to China just for them to resell it back to us. And 
Uh, one point I wanted to highlight about the Gavin Newsom recall uh, article is he agreed, went into this very sketchy uh, deal with the CCP for uh, PPP equipment and uh, masks and stuff like that. And it's very, very shady uh, business dealings there. And hopefully we get to the bottom of it. We still don't know a lot of details on that deal. And, and wasn't but that it, like, it, wasn't that deal the masks were faulty or something as well? Like, or he did, they, they did were. It? Yeah, that's they what did. it was, right? They also failed to meet the shipping uh, deal requirements to get the certain amount of masks there. But they got an extension on it, so they still managed to keep the money that we gave them down. Very shady business dealings. Oh, for sure, man. And that's what we got to watch out for. That's what we got to see is what's going on. Why are they doing this? And that's what this last clip kind of shows is it's like they're going to look like we've always said as the the hero the one that's going to swoop in and help us we're having uh, all this this pandemic and we have a medicare issue and we have uh, a debate on what we should do about you know our whole medic medical uh, system and this is what the ultimate goal is though it's to not only mine your data but mine your dna so they can sell you products so they go oh we look it looks like you may get parkinson disease but don't worry i have this pill for you to take so that's all it really boils down to money this sounds a little xenophobic i mean if china is the industry leader here why wouldn't you do business with them well at the end of the day it's not about the chinese people it's about the chinese government he says China's government understands that their future success hinges on accumulating large amounts of human DNA. They are building out a huge domestic uh, database. And if they are now able to supplement that with data from all around the world, it's all about who gets the largest, most diverse data set. And so the ticking time bomb is that once they're able to achieve true artificial intelligence, then they're off to the races in what they can do with that data. You're saying and that's the ultimate goal. And that's what like people like Whitney Webb have been talking about for a long time. It's an AI race. It's like an arms race, but with AI. And everybody's Absolutely. trying to see who can get the most uh, effective and efficient AI built. Yeah, and they're trying to uh, strip mine as much data off as many people as possible in the process to kind of feed into the AI system when it's ready, if it isn't already. And they're pretty much using all all different tactics, you know, the medical field. Uh, Everything. Uh, like what you put, the record uh, Chinese uh, grain imports to keep us to keep U.S. prices rising. They're 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 getting into the pharmaceutical as well as uh, the farming industry. Correct. Uh, expected record Chinese imports of corn and soybeans in the coming seasons will continue to absorb U.S. supplies and keep prices on an upward trend. Chicago-based consultancy Ag Resource Co. said on Wednesday. Chinese demand has fueled a rally in the grain markets in the past year and sparked a jump in U.S. corn futures on Tuesday as massive exports of corn and corn-based ethanol were reported. Chinese soybean imports could rise to around 110 million tons in the 2021 to 2022 cycle, uh, surpassing the potential 103 to 105 million tons over the last year's cycle. And it's just kind of worrying. Um, the food situation too is potentially looking pretty pretty sketchy because a lot of this stuff is feed for uh livestock and yep. uh ranches and stuff like that and it's going to affect small ranches and mom and pop farms the most again again yeah it's gonna, you know it kind of ties in too with the way they've been buying up uh ranches in oklahoma we've been hearing and other states as well yeah it falls in line with the 
the agenda 2030 uh, and they also have a their right. plan the 2025 they talk about and they openly talk about being the dominant country as far as economically military wise being number one and they're already like uh they feel like they're on the brink of that and they're just kind of like watching the u.s and hoping that we continue to fight with amongst each other so they can continue to grow and grow because they're using every uh thing in the book now they're they're using everything we do against us they use identity politics as well like so if we try to use sanctions they say that's xenophobic you're you're doing this because uh you know of our chinese heritage and again it's not about that it's about the technocracy but now it seems that the new administration seems kind of they've talked tough but they've seemed to align a lot with what china wants to do yeah i heard something that the press secretary or someone in the administration said uh they're gonna have a patient stance with china you know using very <laughs> vague and useless language as of course um but we'll see that like they they moved the carrier task force to taiwan in response to uh there was a massive breach of their airspace this week with uh, a big flight of bombers and fighters from the chinese air force and it, they didn't go in for uh, you know attack or anything, but they've been doing this for quite some time now, and they just kind of go in to wear down the Taiwanese resources because they're very limited in comparison to the CCP. Yeah, as well as there's been big crackdowns in Hong Kong, two forced uh, lockdowns where you you see a lot of videos. I don't know if you people yeah uh, you know search up those videos. You'll see people being drugged into houses, and you know uh, it's pretty sad like to see them, but. That's also going on, and people don't talk about it because most of the corporate media it, corporate media is bought up by China. Yeah, you never hear any stories really um, in a negative light. It's like almost like they're pretty much completely on board with the CCP. Well, just in that clip right there, you heard what he said. He said, "Isn't that xenophobic?" So to yeah, question, yeah. to question, it's not. It, it we're questioning because of. Uh, the rhetoric they use, like not yeah. because they they have said that they want to be the the number one uh, uh, the the superpower of the world. So obviously that they would find ways to try to poke holes in our plan. Correct. But but the media backs them up, like you said, because they're in their pocket. So there's a lot of that going to go on, and then I feel like they're the ones behind like a lot of this because now we're starting to see more of this. Like I said, I never heard about that uh, company going into uh, Washington. Uh, patient zero, you know what I mean? It I didn't just hear seems about that until today. Yeah, I same here. Like, well, this uh, the other day I heard it, but and then I definitely you see, think the. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying it just definitely seems crazy. It does indeed. Um, I think a lot of the PCR testing and the swabs. I think. There's a big uh, data or DNA data harvesting going on with that. And seeing that is tied to the CCP in, in this story, that is uh, pretty alarming. Yeah, man, that still cracks me up, though, the whole anal swamp thing. Like, Oh, God. <laughs> I told that to somebody today. They were saying something about a mask. I was like, well, have you got anal swab? They were like, no, thanks. I was like, man, you just, you just don't care about people, man. Selfish son of a bitch, man. What? Can't even get an anal swab for your grandma? <laughs> <laughs> oh I, and someone said something funny uh, 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 last week man uh, I mean our last episode I, what on Thursday we were talking about the anal swab and I seen someone they were like yeah I just got anal swabbed and I found that I was related to Obama <laughs> 
Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know who it was, man. The people were cracking me up though, because that's it, it. Just seems so comical that with the double mask. It's like, come on, man. Are we idiots? Do you think that we're just that stupid? <laughs> They're talking triple masks already. I know. It's like. I think it's psychological warfare, you know? They're just trying to yeah. see how much people will go along with, you know, what they say. And how scared they can make people. How uh, yeah. you can keep them full of fear. Like, this uh, Calgary police take a uh, traveling woman into mandatory isolation but refuse to tell family where she is. So there was a new rule set in Calgary in Canada that if you come in from another country or whatever, you get tested, right? Well, these rules had just barely, like literally gone into effect uh the lady goes through they take her she i guess tests positive they take her to a facility it says the new rules weren't even announced yet th until thursday night but it appears officials at yyc were ready my wife nikki arrived in calgary tonight and when she got off there uh got there she was greeted by a police officer and an ahs officer wrote Pastor Chris Mathis on Facebook page. They rejected her results and told her she needed to go immediately to an isolation facility. She was told if she resisted, she would be arrested. She called me, and I immediately asked to talk with the officer. I talked with both the officer and the AHS of, uh, official. They related what she had said to me, and I asked for the address of where she would be. They said they could not give me the location address as it was confidential. I asked for their names again. They would not give me any information or their names. I pushed, I questioned, I tried to fight, but they said they would arrest her if she uh, resisted. They would not give me any information on where they were taking my wife. So that's a scary Canada, situation. Canada's lost, bro. Yeah, Trudeau's they got are them. They're so lost. I know there, there's been a lot of protesting and stuff in certain, like, big cities, but I think out of all, like, kind of the dystopian, uh, you know, practices their governments are doing on various countries, I think Canada has been one of the worst, for sure. Especially with their, like, whole rep, uh, like, their rep is just like, oh, no, Can Canadians are nice, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they're cool and sweet, but, like, even their cops, we think, because, like, when I've gone over there, they were pretty nice, but... Man, what's going on over there is they're going into houses, uh, people are calling on each other, and they're going into houses and finding people that are two different families, and they're saying, you need to leave. But they're not not—they're not even just saying you need to leave, they're ripping people out of the homes, which is yeah. super out of the norm of what you would think of uh, Canadians. And how long until like these isolation centers that are meant for just people returning to the country when they start using it on uh, COVID violations, like being in someone else's house. I imagine it's going to be pretty quick. Especially with laws like that. I mean, uh, yeah, bills. The and, language uh, in it, we went over it yep. a couple months back. But even like the one here, the one that we always go over, uh, the uh, A416 in New York. Correct. So, so that kind of like laws that are passed, then, then they go, oh, well, this guy may have blah, blah, blah. He's dangerous yeah. to society. We need to say he's not in jail. He's not in trouble. He just has to, you know what I mean? Or you could also be, in, you know what I mean? It's it's just wild that they think yeah, that I that's necessary. And and that there is people that do think like, yeah, that should happen. Yeah, there's it's probably quite a sizable percentage of the population that is like whatever it takes to, you know, whatever the government says, whatever it takes to flatten the curve and do your part to protect grandma um they're gonna go along with it seems like the cognitive dissonance for some people is very very strong and, and that's why you can't give up on people like but like i like i always say is like but just think of 
different ways to expose the truth. You know what I mean? Show them things that like maybe that's more up their alley to believe. Don't go and show them the craziest uh, thing that you can find. Go show them something more like low key because we do need more people on our side and show them that we are on the same team. And that because right now we're in a mass hysteria. It's that's all it is. It's mass hysteria. Everybody, oh my god, mass, uh, COVID, this, that. Like we're gonna die. Like all the time. Everybody's running around with their heads cut off. Yeah, um, I do. I do agree. We gotta like try and convert some of these people out of the blue pill, kind of like the easy red pills. Um, COVID lockdowns should be pretty simple for people, but obviously it's not enough. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I think uh, like one of our users or one of our uh, viewers has said, I fear only mass disobedience would help, and it's gonna take that. Uh, we saw in Italy. 50,000 restaurants open simultaneously and we're all packed to normal capacity. And when the police tried to go into a couple, all the, all the patrons at the restaurant kind of chanted at them and drove them out. And it's going to take a coordinated, uh, civil disobedience on a scale like we haven't seen before. And that's why, like I say, we need to build more bridges with each other because we have more yeah. things in common. We have common goals. We may not agree on how to get there, but we're trying to get there and we're trying to raise the quality of life for everyone because that should be the ultimate goal. <clears throat> I think we'll, we'll end off on this last one because we um, probably only got a little bit of time left on the, that WHO warns pregnant women not to take Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, this has been one that I've been thinking about a lot, um, you know, coming through last year and all the vaccination talk that we've been going through the last couple of months. I, I know a couple of people that are pregnant right now that I went to school with. So, you know, it's close to my heart. And um, it says the WHO strategic advisory groups of experts, SAGE, on immunization issued a, a series of recommendations on the Moderna vaccine Tuesday, advising that pregnant women should not take the shot unless they are health workers or at a particular high risk of exposure. While pregnancy puts women at a higher risk of severe COVID-19, the use of this vaccine in pregnant women is currently not recommended. WHO Director of Immunization Kate O'Brien said that clinical trials of the Moderna vaccine were needed on pregnant women, which I think is pretty cruel in itself. Um, I wouldn't want any sort of testing on pregnant people. Just I don't I don't think that's ethical. Um, for me, I just don't think the risk of COVID is worth uh, the potential damage and side effects you could. Uh, inflict on your unborn child. That's yeah, just yeah. Especially, there's no test. There's no test. Uh, there's no way to no. test that, and, and it's not there's enough no, time. There's no idea what could happen. Yeah, I, I'm. A, I agree with you 100. That's this being so experimental and to put uh, your child at risk. I, I just think that it would be strongly against to like you know. I, I would think your doctor would probably advise that, and obviously, the, even the WHO is is advising not to do that. Yeah. I know. Um, even even so, though, I've talked to some. Uh, I've seen some social media, some pregnant people I know that said they're willing to do it. So, I mean, hopefully, they can kind of see through the propaganda now that it's weird. Though it's like the WHO will come out and say like a retract, or you know, change their mind on a stance or a position, and the media won't cover the change of stance at all. You know, like 
like the lockdowns aren't should be a last resort and are very ineffective and mostly destroy the economy. The media never covered any of that when the WHO came out with that. With that. And then now they're kind of hard because I've seen a couple um, CNN uh, uh, little clips now that they're talking about the suicide yeah. rate. And unfortunately, a lot of people have, uh, you know, RAP to anybody that has lost anybody, especially for suicide or anything like that, especially if this got too much for people. It, it sucks, you know, like uh, it happens when you're when your world crumbles apart, like it's not always easy to get back up and rebuild, but you got to try. Yeah, I know a couple of people that we that we've lost this year to suicide and yeah. there's been some drug overdoses and, you know, all sorts of stuff that's kind of attributed, I think pretty directly to the mental warfare that kind of goes on with these lockdowns. Yeah, for sure. And that and that's what people have been fighting because that's why we've seen so much civil unrest at this time. Yeah. We wouldn't normally see this much civil unrest, but people have no. been uh, bottled up. I've also, another story I didn't get to add to that I found interesting that I forgot to mention is that uh, I heard that, chi- uh, that China is also banning any American citizen that has got the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. Whoa, really? Yes. I have not heard that. That's yeah, I'm going to send you some of the articles that I read about that. Yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty telling. Like, I, I mean, I, it could be also for show. I don't know because they're also trying to push their vaccines. They've gotten very heavy in the vaccine game. I think they have like 20 some odd vaccines. So it could be just that. I don't know. Like, maybe they're just questioning it. Like, I don't know. That's that U.S. stuff. You know, typical. it's hard to tell what the CCP is trying to do. I could almost see it as them being a reaction because I saw some articles a couple weeks back that other countries are not wanting to use the Chinese vaccines. They'd rather use the Western ones. So maybe it's them kind of, you know, trying to throw shade back at the, you know, countries outside of their influence. Yeah. Again, and making sure that they get their money and that everything uh, goes as planned for them. Well, it looks like that's our time, my friend. You know, uh, you can catch us here every Sunday. Truth Report, me, Sean, Chris, and uh, Sebastian Farr. Uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you know, how we do it. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. We're going to end on some uh, uh, a Trump remix. Tonight, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Abu, Abu, Bakar, Bakar. Abu, Abu, Bakar, Baghdadi. Abu, Abu, Bakar, Bakar. Abu, Abu, Bakar. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Baghdadi, he died after running into a dead-end tunnel. Abu, Baghdadi is dead. And he died in a vicious and violent way. He died like a dog. Abu, Abu, Baghdadi in the tunnel. Baghdadi, Abu, Baghdadi in the tunnel. Baghdadi, Abu, Baghdadi in the tunnel. Baghdadi, Abu, and now he's gone. Baghdadi, Abu, Bakar, Bakar, Abu, Abu. He died like a dog. Baghdadi, Abu, running and crying. Baghdadi, Abu, I got to watch much of it.